Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast in your life today. Guys, I'm bummed out. I am. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bummed out. And I'm going to explain to you why. Since yesterday, I got an email from someone that basically wants to require my services. They wanted to have me voice a game show for them. For their corporate website. And everything was going smooth. This gentleman and I were emailing each other back and forth. Up until like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And considering the fact that I knew he was at a different time zone. Which means the time difference didn't make much of a difference to him. But considering that, you know, he's in California. I'm all the way here in New York. It's a three hour difference nonetheless. But that's besides the point. Everything was going smooth. And I was going to host a particular game show that was going to probably air within the next few weeks and basically just have fun with it. I was going to get booked to voice a game show for a corporate website. That's that's huge. So a day later today, we come around and we're thinking to ourselves, all right, I need to make this legit. I need to make professional. So I wrote my policy out because... As voice actors, we have to do that. I write my policy. I write my policy. I'm writing the email, you know, being as detailed as humanly possible. I send it to him, and then all of a sudden, the email the email bounced back. I'm like, wait, what? So I try one more time. I basically took the same email, which I made sure that I did not misspell anything and used a different emailing format, something separately. The email bounced back. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? God damn it. And I'm thinking to myself, how the hell could this happen on the fact that I was just emailing this guy back and forth for like 30, 40 minutes last night. And then all of a sudden, a day later, everything just goes to shit. So what did I do? I took the same email and I put it under the... I forgot what the site was called, but it's not hunter.io. It's um, email uh, purification, email, uh, it's, it's something something to do with along, along those lines. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I want to, verification, there we go, email verification. So I put the email in that, and if you scroll to the bottom, it tells you if it's either good, bad, or unverified. Unverified basically means that there was a misspelling with the email. Good means that the email is legit. Everything is all right. Everything is Gucci. The email said bad, which means most likely 99% it was a spam. And I can't help but feel I'm just like, God damn it. God damn it. Because I told my lazy panda about it. And I told a couple of my friends, you know, I, I didn't specifically tell them the details because I didn't even know the details. And then I realized every single professional company or corporation that sends you an email asking you or wanting to hire you to do services for them, 
they want to at least give who they are in return. Usually, after every email, if you scroll to the bottom, there's usually a logo or a site or a company website or something along like that that make them seem legit. So I knew right then and there when we were messaging each other back and forth, none of this happened. I didn't know anything. So it was kind of a bummer. It really was. Now, thankfully, I didn't give him any personal information because why would I? And I didn't give anything that made it seem like he could just take information from me. But it's fucking sad. It really is. Because here I am with the high hopes that, all right, it's time to book another one. It's time to book another one. And then just flat out nothing. So I was a little bummed out, but after a two-hour nap that I had today, because I was just deadly exhausted, after a two-hour nap, brush myself off, be like, all right, you know what, it's fine, because I'd rather deal with a legitimate business that wants to hire me for me and actually wants to basically work with me for the future. So it's better this way, and I'm really glad, you know, hindsight 2020 Next time, I'll be aware in terms of who is messaging me. Next time, I'll be aware in terms of who they represent and find out as many details as possible before I sign any documents or anything like that. So the moral of the story is, if you're listening to this, if you continue to listen to this, the moral of the story is be careful who you deal with, be careful who you talk to. Because nowadays, there are so many scammers out there and there are so many bullshitters out there that wants to take advantage of you, that wants you to apply to their services or whatever the case may be, and then right around, they start to take you for your money or whatever the case may be. So moral of the story, be careful. I'm excited. I know we had a little bit of a Debbie Downer there, but I'm actually excited. This weekend, Venom, Let There Be Carnage will be coming out. Despite my issues and despite my concerns, I have faith. The fact that it's being directed by Andy Serkis himself, it's an hour, it's just over an hour and a half, which means it's, you know, it meets the requirements of a full length film, even though it's the shortest, but it does meet the requirements of a full length film. And they did say they were going to push the boundaries of PG-13 a little bit more, especially when it comes to the essence of Carnage. We'll see about that when the time gets closer. Although, I have to say though, and I'm going to do my shout out in just a bit, I have to say, I'm most likely going to see it twice. Twice or three times, depending on how much I actually enjoy it. You know, because when I remember watching Venom a couple of years ago, I was a little harsh on it. I really was, because I thought that the movie could have been way better than what it was. I felt like if the movie was rated R and it had a different story, it had a different script, it had something different for us to engage more in, then it would be probably one of the best, maybe, okay, maybe not one of the best films of all time. That's that's exaggerating just a little bit, but it could have been a very, very favorable film. But then again, it made over $800 million at the global box office, which means it's doing something right. So I watched it again, and again, and again, and every time I watch it, I enjoy it that much more. Even though I gave it a decent rating, I remember the first time I saw it, I think I gave it like a 7, a 7.5 out of 10. Now I'm doing out of 5s because I feel like out of 10s is a little bit too broad. I want to be a little bit more specific. If I had to grade the film, I would actually give it now maybe a strong 3.5 out of 5. Close to a 4. Honestly, close to a 4. Like I said, it could have been way better than what it was. And I feel like if Sony would have done it for rated R, then chances are 
no pun intended, chances are rated R. <laughs> chances are it could have been way better than what it was. Chances are we would have had a lot more enjoyment to it. With this film coming out next weekend, no, not next weekend, what am I talking about? This weekend, this weekend, I have high hopes and I feel like it's going to do great. And I usually don't believe all of the, the critics that comes out literally in the first couple of weeks. But again, I'm being hopeful. You can't blame me for being hopeful here. You really can't. So I want to go at a different direction, though. I know this movie is coming out this weekend, and we're going to do one more episode of the podcast, possibly on Friday. I don't know if I'm going to do it before or after I see the film, because I am going to see it twice. But chances are I want to enjoy myself a little bit and then take my time in terms of reviewing it. So with that being said, I'm probably most likely going to review it right after. I don't know for sure yet. I, I, I have to plan accordingly in order to see what happens next now I know I've been ranting on and on for like the good 10 minutes and we're already 20 minutes left of the podcast but I do want to say I want to dive a little bit differently if we can have a Venom movie this weekend I thought of something different I thought why not we have something new something different something we've never seen before in terms of having a man bat movie for DC Comics I mean, talk about dark. Talk about dark. But what kind of movie would that entitle? What kind of what kind of figure would we get in terms of seeing something like that? Can it go both of the wall in terms of the rated R feature? Let's brainstorm, shall we? All of that plus our superhero quote of the day. I know I said a mouthful there, but first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout-outs out of the way, shall we? And I want to give a major, major shout out to my homeboy, my brother from another mother. Today is his 31st birthday. I don't want to say his full name because he will kill me if I do. So I'm going to call him by his aliases. Kid Skeeth, Canis Lupus, The Jamester. You know who you are, brother man. You know who you are, my guy. Dude, if you are listening to this, happy motherfucking birthday. This is a big shout out to you. And as a treat to you, and I'm telling it to everybody else, I really want to take you out and we can actually go see the Venom movie by ourselves. You know, broskies just hanging out like old times, just laughing about random shit because it's always good to laugh. And I understand you're going through some dark shit right now. I may not know what it is, but I understand you're just going through a lot. And I feel like with the past year where everyone has been going through so much as it is, I feel like it's a perfect opportunity now to hang out with Halloween season coming up and everything else going on. It's the time to let loose and have fun. So, dude, if you're listening to this, take my offer. Let's hang out Friday. Happy birthday to you, 31 years old. Fucking 31, man, 31. It's a huge shout out to you. I love you, man. You're my brother from another mother. Never fucking forget that. That's all I got to say. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's discuss a possible man-bat movie and what that would look like. And that comes right in a bit.
Now, before I start and continue on in terms of why a movie like this would be not only fascinating to watch, but pretty much scary and terrifying as a whole, let's face it, for a while, when it comes to DC, and I say this time and time again, when it comes to DC Comics in terms of them being differentiated from Marvel, we want a few things. Have a good balanced story. If you're going to go dark, go all the way. Stop copying off of Marvel and just do your own thing. Focus on individual characters. Set up world, world buildings determining by your characters. And with the Joker movie, that was a huge success. Now they're coming out with the Joker 2. And with some kind of confirmation or some kind of rumored thing going on with making a Two-Face film, why not go a little bit further? I mean, let's face it. Venom, in a way, for Marvel, has become an icon. In a way. In a way, an icon. There are so many different alterations of him. You know, if you look at tons of universes, and he's always been a fan favorite for a very, very long time. You know, you got Agent Venom, you got Gwenom, you got Deadpool, a uh, Venom Pool, sorry, you got Venom Pool, you got all these other different Venoms. But when it comes to DC Comics, I don't think we've ever gotten something that kind of relates to him in some way, or a DC counterpart of him. And when I say counterpart, I mean, you know, when it comes to DC Comics and Marvel, there's always two characters that kind of are very similar to each other in terms of personality, in terms of powers, in terms of anything. Flash and Quicksilver. Um, Black Cat Catwoman. Uh, Jesus, off the top of my head. Mm, uh, Deadpool and Deathstroke. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. It's things like that. But who would be a perfect version of Venom? And a lot of people want to say Bane. And I get the comparisons. You know, Bane, you know, injecting Venom into himself. Gets big, broad, like a strong muscles. His iconic, the iconic comic book page. I break the bat. Things like that, right? But... If you want to go truly horrifying, if you truly want to set a character, someone that is a little bit sympathetic, but horrifying at the same time, why not go with a Man-Bat film? Now, for those of you that don't know the history of Man-Bat, and remember, I'm saying this literally off the top of my head based on memory. Kirk Langstrom was a scientist that was trying to devise a cure for some kind of disease that's going on. It's either a disease or it's it could be one or two... Usually, it's either one or two things. He's either trying to find a cure for a disease that he has, or he wants to experiment to see if he has what it takes to be feared in the same way Batman does. You know, because there are different alterations of Man-Bat, usually from the anime shows, usually from the comics. By the way, speaking of comics, real quick, let's dive a little bit sideways here. There's going to be a graphic novel called Man-Bat Cries in the Night. And this will be coming out November 9th, 2021. I saw the image. I saw the comic image. You can check it out right now on Amazon.com right now. I saw the image and it looks terrifying and fucking awesome. Honestly, I feel like they missed a boat considering the fact that October is literally next weekend. And they could release it around the time of Halloween season. If you truly want to fit the theme of dark and terrifying, but I digress. I don't know anything about selling books online. They probably had a different window. They probably had some restrictions going on. I don't fucking know, but 
I think you kind of missed the boat on that one. It is what it is, you know. But circle that down, November 9th, 2021. Man Bat Cries in the Night. What would a Batman... See, I'm now I'm confusing myself. What would a Man Bat film look like? And Kirk Langstrom experiments on becoming the creature of the night Man Bat. Now, as you know, when it comes to films... There has to be a good story, number one. Good writing. Good writing, number one. Good writing by far. Who would be the director? I don't know. I don't care. As long as it's not a shitty director, have someone with strong credibility, I don't give a fuck. I really don't. But, who would you cast? Mm, that's a good question. It has to be someone that's a little, I wouldn't say scrawny, but someone that can absorb the essence of being a creature, like a, a physical bat-like creature. All of a sudden, I'm thinking of sci-fi characters, and all of a sudden, I'm thinking of sci-fi actors, and it's like, no, no, no. We have to go bigger and better than that, okay? Then you have a story. For one thing, in this book, and I read a little bit of a synopsis of it, it's very similar to Venom speaking to Eddie Brock, and you can have the side of Kirk Langstrom's man-bat to be talking to Kirk himself. And the way that he's trying to suppress the urge to become Man-Bat, the Man-Bat creature has a will of its own and has one goal and one goal only to terrorize the city of Gotham. You can make him a protagonist of his own movie. Whether you have the antagonist or not, it doesn't make a difference. Because the main point of this movie is for him to go against himself. Very similar to Venom, but the difference here is Venom is more likable. You know, with Venom and Eddie Brock, you have a buddy-buddy relationship. They have great chemistry with each other, and you believe it. You believe it from the first of the movie all the way till the end, and you wanted more. This will be a little bit different. This will be opposing personalities going up against each other, where you have a scientist that is trying to do the right thing, and he realizes at some point that he has done something wrong, and now he can't control the urge to terrorize, to kill, to eat, maybe, people, to do something along those lines while becoming Man-Bat. Would you have Batman in it? No, you would not. And the reason why is because you want this character to be fleshed out as much as you can within his own story, and you don't want an opposing figure a fan-favorite opposing figure like Batman to overshadow that. It's nearly the same argument that you would have when people would ask, does Venom work without Spider-Man in it? Yes and no, depending on where you fit. Here is different. Here we are looking at the fleshed-out version of Man-Bat, and the best way to go against him is if his wife, who at I believe in the animated episodes... She becomes Man-Bat as well, or Woman-Bat, I guess, if you Female-Bat. I, I I don't know how you would, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you would name that in a way, but you get what I'm trying to say. So, you could have his wife go up against him. Maybe she could be the antagonist. Maybe there could be moments where you would have the same cliche happens in every other film, where you have the government trying to track him down and trying to seize him. And the more that he kills, the stronger he becomes. His bloodthirst is, is, is too much for him to handle. He tries to find a cure to suppress it, but the urge continues to overcome him more and more. 
That would be a fascinating story. It really would. And it would be graphic. It would be dark. It would be graphic. It would be blood and gory. Like, just make it gory. Again, DC Comics, if you're going to go fucking dark, go all the way. It would be fucking gory. Like, you would have to push the boundaries of the MPA, for example. The Motion Pictures Association. You would have to push the boundaries of that. I think this would be a fascinating film. I think it would. I think that if you have the right director, if you have the right writers, if you have the right actor, if you have the right script, if you have the right direction, this could be an awesome, horrifying DC film. Now, when was the last time you had a horrifying DC film? Aside from Blade, because that's Marvel. Aside from... I don't even count the New Mutants. That was that was just a train wreck. That was just a fucking train wreck. No. Let's do something different with the man back character who would be his opponent who would be the uh, if if it's not his wife who would be the antagonist you can fit in a spider I was about to say spider I'm again I'm confusing myself back and forth you can have a batman character maybe instead of gotham he could terrorize bloodhaven where nightwing is or maybe he can maybe batman goes away for some period of the time you can have a scenario where Batman has been missing for a while he's in isolation or something happened to him and the Bat family is in disarray and shambles and only one person can take him down and you can flesh out that character as best you can the difference here is instead of focusing so much on the hero you focus on the well in a way Man Bat would be kind of he doesn't have to be the hero. He's the he's the protagonist. But you actually have the hero to go against him. Maybe you can have someone like Spoiler, Stephanie Brown. Maybe you can have someone like, uh, I guess you can have Tim Drake, maybe. Maybe the third Robin, Red Robin, maybe you can have him. Or since we're in this equality culture type of a thing... How about we have Cassandra Cain, the true Cassandra Cain, not that bitch that we saw from Birds of Prey. No, I'm talking about the true Cassandra Cain that eventually becomes Black Bat. That's who I'm talking about. You can have a badass Cassandra Cain, an assassin, to go off against Man Bat. Or, or you can have another character that comes into this. Maybe you can have. One or two characters of the Suicide Squad. Maybe they can make a return. Who? I don't know. Like who? Who? Aside from... Because here's the thing about Batman in general. And I guess you can tie this in with Spider-Man as well. A lot of the rogue gallery always pertains to a particular theme or a particular animal. For Spider-Man, it's always animals. Lizard. Octopus. Spider-Man, Rhino, Scorpion. You always have these common themes for Spider-Man when it comes to animals. For DC Comics and Batman, who also has a big rogue gallery, slightly different but nearly the same. So who out of all of these characters can actually oppose to do well and take down Man-Bat? Could there be a version where he takes down himself? Could there be a version maybe at the end where both his wife and himself both become man-bat creatures? They face off against each other. And then in a swell moment, in an epic 
finale, you would have him killing his own wife. Killing his own wife. And then realizing what he has done in front of him, he then reverts back to himself as Kirk Langstrom, as the scientist Kirk Langstrom. And then, and then, realizing the horrors that he has done, and then all of a sudden... He fades away, he flies out into the sunset or flies out into the night, never to be seen again, hides himself in a dark cave or whichever, and I wouldn't say the ending would be anticlimactic, but it would be more heartbreaking than usual, especially at the beginning of the film where you see the love, the passion, and the connection that these two have for each other. It'd be a sad ending. It'd be a tragic ending, but it would be a very interesting ending that we would have, especially when it comes to a character like this. Now, I'm going out on a limb here and saying that this could happen. Maybe it can't. Maybe it can't. But I'm very interested to see if the book that's coming out in November, maybe it has similar similarities when it comes to this. Although, I would enjoy it if they do less of Batman and more of the individual character themselves. And if that's the case, then maybe they can make a movie based from the book. But for me, this is my take on how I would do when it comes to this character. So, I don't know. Now, like I said, this is just all off the top of my head. Maybe they can go a completely different direction if it ever happens. But considering the fact that Halloween is literally just over a month away and I love Halloween I love terrifying things I love the the essence of horror why not <laughs> why why the hell not so you tell me you tell me what what would you like to see in a man bat film what what would you like to see by all means hit me up at the comments we can discuss it and ooh maybe I can write a script Maybe I can write a script. And maybe... Okay. I'm, I'm getting some ideas here. But then again, if they're going to touch base from the comics and if they're going to use the essence of the book that's coming out soon, chances are it's going to be a big waste. But then again, I do have ideas. I do have ideas. So it's fun to think about. It's fun to talk about. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to Hulk smash that like button, that follow button, that subscribe button on Spotify and iTunes. That helps me out tremendously when we continue to tell the world, the universe, that Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast is a boomin'. We do what we do, what we do best. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can hit me up, Voice of Garcia, on Twitter, Instagram, or you can go to voiceofgarcia.com on my website. I'm going to make a couple of new changes pretty soon, maybe make it look a little bit more dynamic, and I have some graphics that I want to release where I have the potential to work with you if you want to work with me, something bold, something dynamic, something interesting, something fun, something that represents me. I am excited to share it, and maybe you can give me some pointers on what to do that's next for me to continue my business. The voiceover business, the voice of Garcia, is a booming. Now, before we go anything else, 
Let's go to our superhero quote of the day. And this one is from Cassandra Kane herself. I don't kill, but I don't lose either. Simple. It's simple and it's straight to the point. And my reaction to that is, you are who you are, you do what you do, but you have enough strength and balance to know your limits and to know that you never cross the line. Whatever that line is, whatever line you set, whatever line you draw, just make sure you don't cross it. Otherwise, you lose yourself and there's a chance that you may never come back from it. Now, I'm not saying murder is that case, but I'm just saying have limitations. Just make sure you're always centered. Just make sure of it. As I said earlier, guys, I will be back on Friday. I don't know if I'm going to record the podcast either before or after. If I do record after, then chances are the podcast episode is going to be late Friday night, early Saturday morning. If I do record it before, it's most likely going to be a preview of what I believe the movie is going to be. But considering that the movie is going to, ha- is going to happen on that day, I don't know if I want to go as far as to do it. I do want to see the movie Thursday night, but considering that I have to wake up the next day at 3 o'clock in the morning, I don't want to go out that late. But then again, who the hell knows? Considering that it's an hour and a half, who the hell knows? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And we'll see how this turns out. We'll see. As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, nope, we already did that already. <laughs> see, I'm getting brain I'm getting brain tea so easily. When it comes to the world of comic book, news, games, shows, movies, whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done, I'm through, peace out.